Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Football Fellas. Oh, week three is officially in the books. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Moving on to week four. Uh, we want to extend our uh, condolences to those who are 0-3 so far. We've both been in that position before. We understand your pain. Um, but it's only three weeks. Season's not over yet. There are 14 more games. Yeah, 14 more games. You could win the next 10 and into the playoffs 10 and 3. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm all saying. Right. <laughs> so I under, we understand the pain, but stick with us. We'll help it. We'll help you out and we'll get you there. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I mean, we may miss something like Mike Evans just having like a breakout career year. I don't think anyone would have called that. Mike Williams? Yeah. What did I say? Mike Evans. That's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Um, thank you, Cam, for correcting You're welcome. me. Yeah, Mike Williams. It didn't – it sounded weird at first. I didn't catch it right away, and then you caught it. So, But, yeah, we may not have correctly guessed a breakout like that. But, I mean, we still correctly predict Keenan Allen is still a triple digits machine. Yes, he's still a stud. So, that's all. That's – I don't know. We're not right all the time, but we get pretty close. <laughs> I mean, we're right most of the time. Yeah, and that's most all that of the time. Um, <laughs> one place I'll start off with that I was wrong this week. Oh, oh, okay. Was Mr. Danny Dimes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a little foreshadowing to our missing in action, but uh, oh. Oh, my word. Juiciest matchup ever. I'm so excited, especially after what Jalen Hurts did to him, running all over. I was so excited. And it was just disappointing. Lucas had even had to make a TikTok about it, apologizing yeah. to all you guys. We were telling people to start him over Stafford, oh. over Tannehill. Oh, oh. it was whoa. not good. It was, it was not our best take. No. <laughs> uh, but we were bold with it. We, we were bold. We put it out there. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. Um, this week. Fantasy news, anything big? James White carted off the field, I saw. Yeah, he was going on IR for – or it it seems to be more mm-hmm. than likely going to IR. So, uh, maybe look for uh, Ramondre Stevenson to kind of take, take a little bigger role in his place. Mm-hmm. Um, that stinks because he did kind of have a uh, J.D. McKissick. Yeah, of last year. Yeah, kind of vibe to him. Yep. And, uh now he's uh, he's out for the next three weeks for sure. So that's uh-huh. a that that one hurts. Um, who was the Denver receiver? Was it Hamler? Was he the one that went out? Or KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler. Torn ACL. Oh, was it torn ACL? Torn ACL. Oh. He's done. Well, Tim Patrick, go scoop him up. I yeah, guess. Go get, Holy yeah, cow. yeah. Well, I mean, with the performance of Noah Fan, no I mean, I will say. When you have a home game against the Jets and you have a part of your offense that hasn't been hitting lately, like yeah. your running game, it's a great time to actually just run the ball. So every single day. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I I don't remember the final splits between Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, but oh, they were they like ran it was like 15, 16. Like they yes. were like neck and neck. So um look for Tim Patrick in you know on your waivers and stuff. He's gonna be a really good ad. Yeah. Um other news was Christian McCaffrey. Yes. That's like probably the biggest name. Devastating news. Now, devastating news, yes. For 
I just think – I mean, even though – because he's not out. We're not saying he's out. He's only out a couple weeks at most. Well, it's, right? Yeah, because Matt Rule came out today and said that they're not going to put McCaffrey on the IR. So, he could be back in two weeks. He could, which is very interesting uh-huh. because if you leave the game first quarter, yeah, you better pray it's a precaution. Exactly. So – Which it could have been against the Texans. Well, I, I guess. <laughs> yes. We're playing the Texans. True. Um. But yeah, it's just if you were McCaffrey, if you drafted McCaffrey, mm-hmm. you know, like he's your team. Yeah, he is going to supposed to carry you. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to cover up some holes that you might have having to draft the first best player and then the twenty fourth best player. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So if you have McCaffrey on your team, it's just gotta weather the storm. Yeah. I mean, you know he's good. He oh, proved my. it again this year. You know, I yeah. mean, he's ridiculous. So. Yeah. Got to keep him out there. Yeah. Got to hold on to him. Do not trade him right now. No, no don't, don't um, keep him. Unless, unless you're 0-3, looking at going 0-4, and you need win now pieces, but you better get a haul. Yeah, yeah. It you is not just, like, produce. giving up Christian McCaffrey for David Montgomery. Oh, like, right. You're getting a ton of pieces back. Well, right. McCaffrey. Well, and it's not just pieces that have potential, because mm-hmm. I think at this point in the season, if you're 3-0, you need guys that are producing. Yeah. So I'm not going to say, like, Mike Williams and uh, who would be another running back. Um, oh, no, I'm blanking. I said Chris Carson. <laughs> well, I mean, he's been decent. Yeah. Great. But, like, get don't – oh, CEH. I'll say that. Don't, don't go for the guys that are like, well, they were super high on draft boards at the beginning of the season, so, like, they should figure it out soon. No. No, no, no. If you're 0-3 and you've got McCaffrey or you've got really any player that's producing – Go get pieces that are still producing. Don't just throw away your top producer for potential. Yeah, I agree. And it's just – you just got to kind of weather the storm sometimes with these injuries and understand if guys come back, hold on to them. Uh, Tyler Lockett was banged up at the end of that game. Yeah. Kind of twisted his knee. Didn't look great. Um, Lucas. How, yeah. how dare you bring his name into this conversation? All right. Come on. I don't know if you saw (laughs) Tyler Lockett's hairline, but Lucas tore him a new one about it. When he was injured. He's down hurt. And Lucas sends a screenshot of this man's hairline in our group chat. And is like, yo, check this man out. And it is rough. He's literally sitting on the bench being talked to by two traders. And Lucas just goes, man, get that hairline checked out as well. Ridiculous. (laughs) Tyler Lockett, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are, you didn't deserve that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Like on behalf of Lucas, we apologize. That was unnecessary roughness. (laughs) That's taunting. That's what taunting is now. Exactly. I mean, I didn't really see any taunting calls this week compared to last week, but man, if I had a flag, I would have thrown it on Lucas for that. Con- that that was just over the top. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, last one was Sterling Shepard banged up. Oh. Left the game. Oh, Juju also. Sterling Shepard and Juju. Yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. There's there's a lot of a lot of receivers that kind of picked up injuries, which is interesting because we kind of hit. We didn't really hit running backs so much mm-hmm. with the injury bug, but quarterbacks was last week. This week has been wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of these guys that have been solid so far. I mean, I have Sterling Shepard on my fantasy mm-hmm. team, and 
I've had them for, uh, I guess, just one week now. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, act all smart. Like, oh, I've had him the entire season. But... <laughs> I drafted him in this third oh, round. Oh, wait, well, no, actually, we as the fellas picked, had him in week one. And uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances of having three or four other injuries on the squad, we just had to throw Sterling Shepard in and – he put up double digits for us, and we were – It worked out. It worked out, but – Yes. Um, but, yeah, now he's picked up an injury. Juju got some uh, some bruised ribs. And, uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is week to week now, so. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but that's how fantasy goes. Yep, Let's, weathering the storms yeah. and, and uh, just getting the value that you can. That's, uh, that's fantasy. Let's go into some of our most wanted players. Quarterback. Ooh. Uh, Josh Allen. For oh sure. my goodness! Uh, I wasn't close, dude. Thirty-seven fantasy points, five touchdowns, three hundred yards. <laughs> I'm glad. I think is it fair to say that this was the first game of the season that was like an official like slaughtering? Yes. I I'm trying. Well, to... I, they've done back to back weeks. They won thirty-five zero last week, and then this year they oh, went. That's true. And then this week they went forty-three sixteen. I mean, they've just been yeah destroying teams. And but this was the first team that Josh Allen. Yeah, really destroyed. I mean, team. let's. I mean, besides Saints, Packers, Week One, Cardinals, Titans, Eagles, Falcons. You know, it was it was about time. I maybe it was, maybe I'll say it this. Maybe it wasn't a you know the first slaughter of the season, but it was the exact result that you would expect out of Josh Allen. Yes, that you've been waiting for. Yes, if you drafted point. Josh Allen in the fifth round, this is what you were waiting for. <laughs> yep. These are the weeks that you drafted him for. Yes. That he will win you the week. Yep. Yeah. Um, other quarterbacks. Anybody else that really sh- – Stafford. Stafford. Uh, that was supposed to be a tough matchup. Uh, what's not? <laughs> he made that look easy. Shredded them alive. Uh, yeah. I uh, Herbert wasn't bad either. No. He was just a hair under 200, but he had four toddies. So, that, that, uh, that'll, too bad. that'll help you out. Um. Brady still had 28 points. Yeah. Uh, hey, 436 yards. Um, for those that are not list are not watching us, I'm currently wearing this super ultra nice windbreaker. Super ultra nice. <laughs> like the word, the word choice there. I did. Yeah. Uh, it's a Vikings kind of windbreaker hoodie type of article of clothing. And uh, this reminds me to say that Kirk Cousins – on a tear dare i say should be in consideration <laughs> and in talks for mvp so far this season. eight toddies no interceptions qb6 each of the last two weeks dude's on fire he is he he's is. on fire no, nobody's slowing down right now no i mean he did have a relatively favorable you know matchup against seattle i mean yes jamal adams yes bobby wagner but like other than that Middle of the road to defense. Right. And you, I mean, especially with Dalvin out for the game. Yeah. You, you, I remember, you know, the lead up to the game going, okay, this is one of those games where Kirk has to step up. And he did. And he did in a big, big time. time. So, yeah. Hey, Kirk is also our borderline most wanted. Yes, definitely. Uh, running backs, there's quite a few that stepped up. There's, yeah. Uh, we got Kareem Hunt, scoring oh, 27. Big time. Mr. Najee Harris, 19 targets and 14 receptions. He only had 40 yards rushing. He still scored 28 points without a touch. I now I will say this: you cannot expect 
the same amount of targets week to week. Deontay Johnson's coming back. It's <laughs> Najee was in was the replacement in the short game for Deontay Johnson. So don't expect the 19 targets. Yes. But as uh, Lucas pointed out in our uh, TikTok earlier today, uh, don't expect uh, Najee to just kind of be ghosted out mm. of this oh, yeah. passing game for the Steelers. They need him. Yeah, I mean, ben, ben is not good right now. They I, need him. I mean, I said this way back when we broke down the AFC uh, AFC North. Yeah, North, right? Yeah. AFC North, yep. Big football brain here. Um, the Ben should have retired. He should have, and, and he's showing it. I get that he's coming off of a of actually Tommy John surgery. Yeah, I get that he's coming off of – I mean – Again, I mean, he played throughout last season with, you know, just nagging injuries and stuff. So, I get he's coming off of those and stuff. But he, it's just not – it's yeah. not the same. It, it's not productive. It's not it, – it's it's getting to that territory of, like, actually you're kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, hindrance to our the rest of the team. For sure. Um, other guys that they will, James Robinson looked good again. It was about time he showed up. Uh, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, we're recording this on a Monday day. And at halftime, he's at 23 fantasy points, two tutties. That's uh, that's what we drafted him for. Yes. If you took and him in the top five, like some people did. He's, he was <laughs> half a yard away from three touchdowns. True. So True. Zeke's looking good right now. Um, yeah. Kind of quieting those haters. Yeah. Uh, Tony Pollard is going to beat him out. <laughs> yeah, look, I get that Pollard had 100 yards, but he had 13 carries. And, he, and I don't think people want to admit this as much, but – Pollard is such a change of pace running yes. back to Zeke that, like, I mean, just in the first half that we watched, yes, uh, there is so much more space that Pollard is given. Right. Zeke is just this dive and sometimes like power run to the outside in between, you mm-hmm. know, just inside of the tackle, right? Like, Pollard is given much more flexibility and, like, hey, be shifty a little bit. Yeah. And Zeke is just the downhill guy. So it's good to see Zeke finally come around on yeah. the downhills. I'll mention just a couple more real quick. DeAndre Swift put up another big game. Yeah, against a, a good Baltimore defense. I think he's running back four on the year right now. That's... Um, Saquon Barkley showed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. 21 points. Mm-hmm. Eckler, 22. Yeah. And Mr. Peyton Barber for the Las Vegas Raiders was running back three on the uh, week. Uh, That that whole game was weird. The fact that that whole game went to overtime after the Oakland's looked, uh, the fact that they let Kobe Brissett put up 28 points against them, it was was a weird game. I need to rant about this. I'll try to keep it short. I enjoy a fantasy app called Underdog, and that is not a paid promotion. But Underdog, you can do these pick them, you know, kind of props, right? And, you know, I had an afternoon prop, right, with some Broncos players, um, some Raiders players. uh, You know, I had Tim Patrick over, you know, three and a half receptions. Piece of cake. Hunter Renfro for the Raiders. Four and a half catches. Over. Easy. Uh, Melvin Gordon, like 65 yards rushing and receiving. Too easy, right? Mm -hmm. I've, I had a fourth one that was an immediate over right away. So all I needed was Darren Waller to have seven catches or more. You need six targets and five receptions. 
Yeah, he was a ghost <laughs> I know. in the second half. He goes from 19 to two games in a row with like six targets. <laughs> and I think I want to – I just hope it's Gruden just trying to like be too smart. But like, I mean, the the two games that Darren Waller has not been heavily targeted, they've been like very, very close games for the Raiders. Yeah. Coincidence? That first game, Derek Carr didn't even look at anybody else. Like Darryl. Yeah, I mean, he would stare him down the whole. And now it's been like Darren Waller is fighting for targets, and it's crazy. Yep. Um, let's move on to wide receiver. Our most wanted, most wanted, most wanted. Uh, Mr. Mike Williams, seven catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns. He has been on fire. It's it's unreal. He I. 32 points, he's put up 22, 22, 30. I mean, he's probably put up more fantasy points in these first three weeks than he has in each of the last four seasons. I mean, he's pretty darn close. He has looked really good, and Herbert is finding him in the end zone. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of worries people about Keenan Allen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's because Mike Williams taking those end zone targets. But, yeah, he has been really good. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just hit on this now. Keenan Allen is getting into this borderline by low territory yes. because of Mike Williams. How many targets has Keenan Allen had through the first three weeks? He's still 22 targets in three weeks. I mean, he's still – That's averaging seven. Eight. Border, uh, yeah, he eight. eight. Like, and, and here's the other thing about Keenan Allen. Right. He doesn't drop the ball. No, he does not. So every catch that he makes is – he makes the most out of. I mean – like I said, he's getting into the buy low territory just oh. because Mike Williams is doing misspoke well. thirty three. So he's averaging eleven targets. Eleven targets, seventy five yards. Look, I <laughs> we won't be able to buy no. low because look, all of our friends know just how much we love Keenan. Yes, Allen. but we're telling you to so buy low on Keenan Allen. Go get Keenan. I mean, look, I did that last year. I gave up Rodgers and a tight end. And it don't work out. <laughs> We're not saying Mike Williams is going to fall off either. That's They they it, can they both will, be really good. It's just it's the system and yes. the offense that they're in. Yes. They can support both. Exactly. Um, Cooper Cup. Dude's on fire. He is. Five touchdowns. Three weeks. I mean, shout out Matt Stafford. How do you, how do you beat that? I mean, he has been two 30-point weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Just unstoppable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's um I think a lot of people recognized that uh Cup had this kind of potential. Mm-hmm. Um but he's what year four now in the mm-hmm. league and he's had this potential each year. Mm-hmm. And he never came I mean he came through probably year one or two where he yeah. finished in the top five, but in the other two years he had it, right? And I can understand why people weren't going to reach for Cooper Cup. And for those that did, yeah. or those that got him in a reasonable spot, kudos to you. No kidding. Yeah, I'm, DK Metcalf had a good week. Uh, he, he had, what, almost 100 yards in just the first half? Yeah. And then with 107. <laughs> I mean, I will say the Seattle offense in the second half was just. Well, they had seven yards in the third quarter. Yeah, like it was, it like it was, it was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I really want to talk about. Mm. Yeah, it's been so underrated. 
Brandon Cooks, dog. Nine catches, 112 yards. And he had Davis Mills throwing the ball who didn't even hit 200 yards for passing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they know who the ball's going to. There's only one player in Houston that can catch the ball, and he is open all the time. It is ridiculous. Well, and, and I have to I have to give my massive props and respect to whoever is designing this this scheme yes. for the Texans because when Cooks and Watson were together last year, a lot of people just saw Cooks as the deep threat guy. Yeah. Um, but now with Davis Mills under center, and I mean, even too with Tyrod, right? Yeah. Like Cooks will still get, you know, passes down the field for sure. But they're using Cook or they're using Cooks now kind of in that like short to inner, like, you know, first and 10. Mm. He'll run a curl route that's like six, seven yards. And I mean, Sure, it's in front of the first down, yeah. But he finds the space in between the zones, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> they get him the ball. Yeah, and I mean, I understand why defenses play zone against Davis Mills. No kidding. But I mean, Brandon Cooks is showing people, hey, I am not someone to sleep on. Yeah. Uh, one more guy I'm going to bring up is Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, two touchdowns. He looks good. Well, I could you say every Bills receiver, maybe yes. except <laughs> this is gonna sound funny, but except Stefan Diggs. Yeah, they all had great weeks. I mean, Cole Beasley had double digit catches. Yeah, he had 20, 20 fans points. Manus Harris twenty six. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis had a pretty good week. Yeah, Dawson Knox had an unbelievable catch. Yeah, he, he still had fifteen fans points. I mean, three guys I scored Stefan Diggs this week on the Bills receiving. That's insane. That's insane. Um, so with that, we'll move on to tight ends. Uh, you know who this top score tight end this week was? Mr. Tyler Conklin of the Minnesota Vikings. The real life Aquaman. Seven catches, 60 yards, and a tutty. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he is like, go Google. Or seven catches, 70 yards, and a tutty. My bad. But still, that's 20 yeah. points. I, here's all I'm going to say. Go on to Google. Google Tyler Conklin, right? Find the picture of just a headshot, right? Yes. Then Google Aquaman. <laughs> Dude is a living, breathing Aquaman. And he, I mean, there was one play against Seattle where he kind of had a, a slant. It was, it was a nice little pick play, yes. I'll, I'll admit. But Conklin had the slant. And he's just, it looked like he's just riding a wave <sighs> down the middle. And you're like, that's Aquaman. That's that's Jason Momoa. <laughs> he has looked really good. Yeah, uh, Chris he Herndon. We Lucas was really hoping for the Chris <laughs> Herndon show, and it's not going to happen. It ain't happening. Uh, other guys, Kelsey is the obvious one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gasecki returned from the dead. Yeah, uh, right. In a 10, big way. Ca- 12 targets, 10 catches, 82 yards. Um, After just zeros. Yeah, but I guess that's what you get from Jacoby Percet. Uh, is yeah. that what we're going to expect now? Uh, does that go away when Tua comes back? What do we think? I think it comes away a little bit when Tua comes mm-hmm. back. I just, I just think Jacoby is not so that they're going to do all that they can to make simple throws for Jacoby, right? Mm-hmm. So, Jalen Waddle, Miles Gaskin, you know, Mike Gusecki, those guys are going to be used a lot. Will Fuller is not going to really see a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, even Devontae Parker, it won't really be a factor as much, but um, when Tua comes back, just 
get ready for that for that offense just to kind of open up a little bit more. No kidding. And then the last guy we'll talk about is George Kittle. Uh, I think this is if you drafted George Kittle, you needed this game. It was about time. You needed this game. Otherwise, yeah. you were going to be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, I have to admit, uh, most of those yards, I shouldn't say most. Uh, there was a, a play in the game where he kind of got away from a, a couple tackles and he broke mm-hmm. off a 30-yard run, but it was about 20 yards after the catch. So that just goes to show what we all thought of Kittle is that he is just a monster with yards after the catch. And uh doesn't matter how you get them. They're yeah. still yards and they're still points that way. No kidding. All right. Let's go and do some uh, buy low, sell high candidates. Yes, sir. Yeah. Buy low, sell yeah. high. What do you want yeah, to start yeah, with, yeah. Ty? I'll give it to you. Buy Ooh. low or sell high? Hmm. <laughs> I will start with a uh, – a, maybe a, a – by low guy. All right. Um. See, I, I, I have a team in mind. I have a position in mind. Okay. But I got to make the right. Dis- I have to say the right name. Okay. Um. We're going to. Hmm. <laughs> see, I'm running through arguments in my head, and they all make sense for each. Do you need time to think? I can come up with one. I'm just going to go with it. All right. We're going to go down to Indianapolis. Okay. Running back, Jonathan Taylor. All right. Yes, Quentin Nelson just went down with an injury. Yes, Naheem Hines actually scored a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, do not fear. And if you do not have Jonathan Taylor, go and try and buy a low on Yes. Um. You know, Jonathan Taylor, um, I guess you, you, he hasn't had a super fantastic season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in the games that they've been somewhat competitive in, yeah. right, uh, which is only one, and it's against Seattle, he finished with 56 rushing yards and 17 attempts, okay. but he had six catches, 60 yards. All right. The other two games that they've been playing where they've really been just out of it, mm-hmm. the Rams and the Titans, he's finished with six points and eight points, 15 and 10 carries each. Excuse me. Uh, here's this next stretch of games. Miami, Baltimore, Houston, San Francisco, Tennessee, Jets, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Tampa, Houston, bye. Okay. Yes, Quinn Nelson just went down with a sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. Not a good look. But like I said, this schedule of games is a very, very favorable stretch for yeah. the Colts running backs. And I'm going to include Naheem Hines in that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not going to be able to buy low on Hines at the moment. No. I, but Jonathan Taylor. I definitely think you can. Look for some uh, look for some more usage out of just yes. out of Jonathan Taylor these next coming weeks. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with the buy low candidate. Okay, okay, and he's a guy that I actually think you have to wait on one more week. Okay, and he is Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh yeah. And the reason for DeAndre is right, waiting another week is he had a great week one, right? Six mm-hmm. catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns, and last week he did all right. 
four catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. But then he disappeared. That was the first drive. Mm-hmm. He had all that in the first drive. And then last week he had three, three catches, six targets, 21 yards. And he's banged up right now. Yeah. He has a bum knee and he's probably going to be banged up again this next week. Mm-hmm. And if he has another, if he has another week like that, DeAndre Hopkins, we've kind of said all year, is not a sexy top wide receiver pick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He just is. He usually does not get you those huge splashy games. Uh-huh. But he is so solid. And he is Kyle Murray's favorite target. Yeah. He is yeah. that number he undisputed the, number one yeah. on that team. Yep. And so if you can get him low, uh-huh. that would be amazing. Yep. Yep. Um, Ty, I want to ask you about two quick okay. uh, by low targets. That by low kind targets. Of, kind of heard people talking about. Okay. But I don't know if I want to buy low. I don't know if I trust them. Okay. okay. First one is Allen Robinson. Ooh. With the way that Justin Fields looked. Yeah. How are we feeling about Allen Robinson for the rest of the season? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm going to try to make that a trademark of each episode. <laughs> um, it was not Justin Fields that looked bad. It was the entire team in Chicago. That looked bad. I'm going to keep the defense out of it because, I mean, we're talking about Justin Fields. <laughs> um, that game plan that Matt Nagy drew up for the Bears was so embarrassing. It was just straight up uh, non-existent. And it didn't help then that uh, you're going up against a pass rush that boasts, you know, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett. It's not going to go well. No. Um, you would you would maybe hope that Fields would kind of, you know, have a time a quicker timer in his head, maybe. Yes. Um, or like use his speed to get away from those guys. But let me remind you that those two end edge rushers are just freaks of nature. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, going forward. Man, I, I'm almost in that same boat, but I will say this. Expect a different game plan next week. Yeah. They're playing Detroit next week. You okay? would hope it's better. Yes. And I'm not saying – I mean, Detroit is not something – is not a team to scoff at. I mean, they mm-hmm. almost knocked out Baltimore. They were competitive against Green Bay until they hit halftime and then they just threw up duds. But yeah. – um, Look for another game, a different game plan, and I'm I'm pretty sure that they're not, this game against Detroit is at home. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure as well. Uh, you're going into a very comfortable environment. Yes, at home, and you have every single fan in Chicago behind you. Yeah. Now the only thing to uh, maybe check in mm-hmm. on is Andy Dalton because mm-hmm. Matt Nagy has said if Dalton is uh, ready to go, he's the starter still. So. Um, watch for that. But if Fields is confirmed as we as uh, starter again this week, expect a different game plan and expect a much more efficient and and you know you're not going to see a whole lot of big plays. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a lot of fireworks, but you're going to see a lot of efficiency and you're going to see a lot of you know good solid throws right over the middle where Allen Robinson thrives. Exactly. And then our last guy. I don't want to ask about Philo. This guy that has just crushed some fantasy managers' hearts. And that is Mr. A.J. Brown. Oh, man. Some people talk about the second round, third round. Yeah, he has been 
awful. I yes. know he got hurt this last week, mm-hmm. but he has crushed the hearts of many. I mean, first week he did have 14.9, but then he had 7.3 this last week and 0.3 uh, against Indianapolis. Yeah. Is he a buy low target or are you too? Are you out on AJ Brown? I'm out on AJ Brown. He is out on AJ Brown. And you know what? I think I'm the same. Yeah. I think I, th- um, how do I want to attack? Cause this? he's hurt too. He's hurt too. Right. That does not bode well. Um, it seems like this offense is struggling to feed Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown. Yes. Which is maybe you could say it's just because of the new offensive coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if Arthur Smith was still there, they would have no problem with this. But um, it just – it seems like there's an odd man out. Mm-hmm. Week one was Julio. Week two and week three. I mean, week three was because of injury, but week two was AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, and I think over the past two weeks, Tennessee has shown no, we're still going to run the ball. Yes. And uh, when you have a pretty kind of consistent run game in terms of the amount of carries you're going to get, like, Mm-hmm. What does he have, right? Like 20. He has had, so first game, he only had 20, 20, 20 touches. So I'm going to do uh-huh. pass, te- pass okay, catches. Okay. Week two, he had 41 touches. Oh, and last week, he had 31. See, when you're running back, <laughs> it's getting 30 and sometimes 40 touches a game. Uh, you're you're telling defenses, we are just going to get yeah. to this guy. Um, and I think, I think Tannehill – is going to grow a little bit closer and is going to get – I mean, Tannehill and A.J. Brown have been playing together for the past year. Yeah. Two years? Two years? Three years maybe? Two years. Two years. Um, but he's clearly not looking that way as much anymore. I mean, he's looking to Julio. He's looking to Julio. And Julio looks good. Julio looks like Julio right now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of hopping out of the A.J. Brown sweepstakes. I will say this. I have been cautiously optimistic about these Titans wide receivers yeah. since, I mean, the Julio trade was announced because for whatever reason, um, you know, a lot of people were saying, no, A.J. Brown's still wide receiver one in this offense, and you're just kind of like, how? If Julio looks like Julio. Julio's wide receiver one in any offense. Right, right. Um, so – I will say, I maybe I shouldn't say cautiously optimistic. My uh, my expectations were not as high as some people's, mm-hmm. and sure enough, uh, it's uh, it's happening. Yeah. So, just quick, I think mine just comes down to they don't throw the ball enough to have two great wide receivers, and if Julio is going to play well, and especially if AJ Brown misses the next two games against New York Jets in Jacksonville, I mean these are the games he needs to be there for, you know? Right. And if he misses one or both, it would be hard for him to kind of outpace Julio from here on out. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, how about some sell high candidates? You got any? Ooh, some sell high candidates. Mike Williams. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's here to say. Um, I will say, if you got one, you can go ahead. I'm gonna go with Melvin Gordon. 
Oh, okay. He's played pretty well. He's gone 20 points. He had eight last week to then another 15. If you can get him for a solid running back, I think he's going to be phased out by the end of this year. And yeah. I think we kind of saw it in this game. Like, he, they were going touch for touch, uh-huh. even Jonathan Williams, and that would scare me. Yeah. Um, I would definitely look to try and flip Melvin Gordon right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think you just – you get what you can for him. Um, wh- whatever you need a position at, you know, if it's running back, you get a you get a running back. I mean, it's gonna be tough now to get like James Robinson after this last week, but you know, someone who's been playing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you do him and someone else for J- Josh Jacobs, someone someone that you could kind of sell high on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh. another guy, another guy who you would have to be getting a haul for to sell higher. And you would really have to be trusting in history. Or oh, you're going bold. Going very bold. Oh, Cooper Cup. Wow. And the reason oh, wow. The, the reason I bring up Cooper Cup is because every year him and Rob, wow. Robert Woods have the same amount of targets. I understand it's with Jared Goff, and I understand that he has been by far and away the number one target right now. Mm-hmm. But the pace that he's at, I don't know if he can sustain. 23, 36, 30. Mm-hmm. For fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, it's been crazy. Yeah. And if you can get one of those, I mean, we're talking like real, like a Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, if you could get even like a Tyree Hill, ooh, just some guy that's had consistency year in, year out. Yeah. For a Cooper Cup who is still in a crowded offense. Let's be, let's be real. I mean, mm-hmm. he still has, I mean, they've been using Van Jefferson. Yeah, this last game they used Deshaun Jackson, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods, Daryl Henderson when he's healthy. I mean, there's a lot of targets. Well, and, and probably the best way to say this is if you're going to sell high on him, expect him to keep going yes. at this pace. But that's why you're selling high. You know, you're selling very high. Yep. Look, I mean, yes, it looks a lot cooler to have someone on your team that's putting up like 30 points a week. Yes. But if you can flip – that for like two guys that are Stefan Diggs who's been playing average. Yeah. Or like, you know, some guys that are just kind of in between that like 15 to 20 point like this average. It's a dub because yes, it's 30 points for one player. But it could also be six. Right. You know? Yes. Exactly. That's the way I mean that's the way the Rams receivers have been. Yep. Yeah. Um we sell high on Ty. I'm selling high on Zach Moss. Okay. And um, I really like that. I, I I have to find these stats first to conf- to make sure. But I will also say this. I really hope this isn't true because Zach Moss is one of our running backs and one of our f- combined uh, fellas leagues. Oh. And uh, it would be awesome if <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> or if he continues this because mm-hmm. – uh, we also have McCaffrey, and he just went down. So, yeah, not not too uh, not too happy about that. But, um, oh, I see. I love when your your uh, your research just doesn't want to cooperate. Um, I will say this: uh, Zach Moss over the past two weeks, he scored fifteen points and eighteen points after being a healthy scratch. For week one, um, which I dropped him. 
Yes. Now, week two was a little different than week three. Uh, week two was two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so not a great week on the ground other than touchdowns. Right. And this past week, he had a touchdown reception. So, but he still had 18 points without. So he's, that means he put up 12 other points. Yes. And that came from three catches, 30 yards, and 60 rushing yards. So relatively decent. And especially like if you if you kind of hope for Zach Moss as your running back three, and uh, you're just kind of hoping for some sort of running back production, this is exactly what you were hoping to see with Zach Moss when you're taking him in you know rounds nine, yes. ten, eleven. Uh, but I am here to say to say to you to sell him high at this moment. This Buffalo team has not been utilizing Stefan Diggs to its max potential to where we know they can utilize. Right. And ironically, who has been getting, you could argue who's been getting those touches, who's been getting those scores. Zach Moss. Yeah. They had an outlier of a week against Miami when they scored three rushing touchdowns. It's unheard of they with scored Buffalo. Six last season. <laughs> That's unheard of with Buffalo. Yeah. And this this touchdown play from Josh Allen to Zach Moss this past weekend. Uh, it was a delayed route from Zach Moss, yeah. and Josh Allen had to get out of the pocket, and so he's just like, "Well, he's right here," and so he dumps it off, and they were lucky enough that they were on, they were inside the tent. Yeah. So it's not like these plays are big-time plays. They're not these uh, highlight reel plays at all. These are just scenario uh, scores. Mm. And if there's one thing that we've known with Buffalo, is that the only consistent thing, I guess until this year, uh, is Diggs and Allen. Everything else is up and down, up and down. Yes. Zach Moss is included in that. Yes. Some way again. Yes, hundred percent. Especially, especially when you know Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, and Emmanuel Sanders are now picking up the slack a little bit in Diggs's absence. Yes. All right. With that, should we kind of break down some of the games real quick? Yeah, let's just let's grab a couple. We'll just rapid fire. Rapid fire. First, I think big surprise me. Chiefs beat the Chargers, or or Chargers beat the Chiefs, thirty twenty-four. That was Herbert lit him up. Uh, Not many yards, but great touchdown production. Do you know how many turnovers the Chiefs had? I didn't even see. They had four. No way. Yeah, Mahomes had two picks. CEH and Tyreek had two fumbles. Oh, that's fumbles and back-to-back weeks for CEH. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he did have a rushing touchdown. He did have 80 yards. Receiving so. touchdown. Yes, 100 yards and receiving right. touchdown. Right. He looked good, but he did fumble. did fumble. So, uh, a little uh, – little, uh, Caution there, but yes. uh, four turnovers as a team uh, is really hard to, to come back against, and that's a, definitely an anomaly for these Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I mean the throws that uh, Mahomes or those interceptions that Mahomes made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was off the hands of a receiver, which I'm going to say something. Please follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube or whatever. If you agree, if an interception on a quarterback should not count if it's a catchable ball by the receiver. 
this ball, the first ball from Mahomes to this fourth string tight end was, yes, a little high, but it was catchable. It hit the hands of the receiver, and it went up. I mean, it hit the hands, it went back, Mm -hmm. and Asante Samuel Jr. was right there, and he dove out and got it, okay? That should have been caught. Agreed. The second throw was a was a bad throw. Yeah, <laughs> he threw to Travis Kelsey, who was trying to extend the play. He was already triple covered, and he overshot him. And there was a safety over the top, and they picked yeah. off. That was bad. But four turnovers from the Chiefs is unheard of. Yeah, and Chargers capitalized. Yep. Uh, next game, Char- Cardinals and Jags. It was just a weird game. There was not much fantasy relevance out of this game. You Did know, you see the end of the half, the first half. Yeah, round? the kickoff return. Oh. Or the field goal. Whoa. It was just a weird, weird game. You expected the Cardinals to kind of come out and just have another Tennessee week. Yeah. And I mean they beat him 31-19, but it was just it like took a while to get going. Fantasy relevance was not there. Yeah. Um Browns and the Bears. Browns dominated. You see, I just like the Lance Briggs tweet. Uh he says, Naggy gonna naggy. <laughs> uh, there was another... we know what that means. I mean, he saw it. Yeah, there was a uh it's a little screenshot that I saw that um, when Justin Tucker kicks a longer field goal mm-hmm. than the entire yardage of oh, the Bears. Bears. Yes. That's embarrassing. That is. That's embarrassing. Uh, so, Nagy, do better. Talking about that field goal, that, that game should not have been close, that Baltimore game. Marquise Brown dropped two touchdown catches. Yep. I mean, wide open touchdown yep. catches. And, uh, and Bal- they, Baltimore got away with a delay game yeah. call. Um, that should not have uh, – that, that play should not have stood, but ah, ah, what do, we're not paid to be referees. No. So. Ah. Uh, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> um, game that worried me. I've been starting to get higher on these Pats players. Pats for Saints. They did not look good as a team. No, they didn't. Jacoby Myers is a good PPR play. He, he is good in PPR. Me and Lucas. Lucas convinced me early on, and I think Lucas just kind of threw it out there as like an option. But, man, I bit hard on it, and it's finally, it was good to finally see Jacoby Myers do something. Uh, yeah. Oh. And also, Mac Jones should have only had two picks because Jonu Smith, for whatever reason, could not hold on to the ball and just kind of flipped it right up yes. to a safety. So, yep. Um. Steelers was awful. Najee Harris, the only bright spot on that team. Yeah. Uh, they got trounced by the Bengals 24-10. Jamar Chase looked really good, though. Yeah. I mean, he at this, at this at this point, he's rookie of the year. Yeah, and he is – people were drafting him in the fifth round. I thought they were crazy, and he's kind of living up to it. He's living up to it. But I will say the thing that does scare me about Jamar Chase is that um, two or three of these scores have been on fade routes, which Ooh. are – Technically, what you could call big plays. Yeah. Um, so if he can keep that up all season, great. Um, but when teams start to kind of figure that out, uh, there will be some sort of drop in production from Jamar Chase. I would agree. Um, last game I kind of want to talk, or last last two games I kind of want to talk about. Uh-huh. We got to talk about the Vikings game. It's about time. The offense looked good. The that offense, looked, looked, that good all offense year. looked so good. And the defense kind of came around. They did. Half. 
yeah, they first, shut them down. First half, it looked like it might be a 30, another 35-34 game. That that defense in the first half was Swiss cheese. And then all of a sudden, they tightened up, and they played really well. It was like cheddar cheese. Nothing's getting through it. Um, Sorry. Bad, bad. But, yeah, I mean, Vikings show their high-powered offense. I mean, they're going to keep it up. They're going to score a lot of points. Dare I say, when they face Cleveland this weekend? At home. I'm going to take the Vikings over the Browns. Oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> unbiased opinion. And then last one is uh, Green Bay versus San Francisco. And it's for the reason I'm talking about San Francisco. Trey no. Sermon was not impressive. No. Um, Ayuk no. finally scored. Yeah. He started to look like Ayuk again. Yeah. And I, Kittle played really well. Yeah. And I will say, I'm. Uh, you know how Debo Samuel was the leading uh, receiver yeah. going into this game against Green Bay? Sure, he may not have gotten that many opportunities, but what did happen is that they started utilizing other receivers. Yes. Which is a big, big sign that Debo Samuel might be on the down. He's not running. If you could sell high, sell high. Sell high on Debo Samuel. Yes. All right. With that, that kind of wraps up this episode. Yeah. Our breakdown. Um, it was fun. It was a good week. It was a good week. There was a lot of fun this week. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be excited for weeks to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, with that, make sure to follow us on all our socials. Oh, yeah, I think it's Fans Football Fellows on – I'm going to try it. TikTok. Oh. YouTube. YouTube. Fancy – or no. Ugh, oh, Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the FFF Fellas on Instagram and Twitter. Maybe. All right, I'm going to stop there before I get into it. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Um, We'll be back uh, Friday to break down what's what's coming up this week. Um, But with that, deuces. And we'll see you next week. Deuces. Deuces.